Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm John. And I'm Jeremy. And I'm drinking some slightly stale coffee. But um, welcome back, folks. We took a little a little break. Um, Jeremy, how are you doing this week? Pretty, pretty decent. Just uh, it was always a little hectic. Um, got back from the pool a little while ago. Uh, I, I Who did won? Finally, uh, I I did finally beat my son, but yeah, my daughter, otherwise known as the fish, yeah, she she, she literally uh, she she beat me pretty bad, and she finally said, "Dad, I'm bored. You need to practice more." So I'm like, "Okay, fine." So it's all right. It's okay. That's good. I'm not, That's good. I'm not, I'm not giving up, but I mean, she she's. They're entertaining her with uh, the local swim team and stuff, and I I think she'll probably go that route. And she she really is pretty good, so I'll, I'll, that may be her calling. So that's cool, and I, I I support her on it. But hopefully, I get better enough to where I can at least be competitive and maybe win one race against her. So, but anyway, that's good. I've been uh, what is it? Recently, I've been kind of since we're in August and school's kind of in limbo for me. I can kind of take a little little more time just to to work to work on different stuff. And recently, I've been experimenting with the One Punch Man workout. Uh, so, so I don't know if you know about. Do you know what? Do you know about that? Um, uh, no, I don't. Okay, so One Punch Man workout. I was going to say this towards the towards the end, but the one punch man workout. So it comes from the the once drawn on a napkin, uh, now uh, fully colored um, an- Japanese anime, where it's about a hero named Saitama, and he just beats everybody in one punch. It's like a big. It's kind of like the Deadpool of of Japan. Uh, but they kind of just ask him how he how he got so strong, and they 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 can't believe he's he's that strong, and he's just kind of like what very like lethargic about it. He's like whatever. He's like, well, I just did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 squats, and ran 10 kilometers every single day for three years. And it's kind of a point. That's a point in the story where they were like, "You're an idiot," and it's just normal training. Anyone can do that. He's like, yeah, and I did it. That's why I'm so strong. But this has now gone into a rash of different people actually doing that training and and, and posting their, their whatever about their results and whatnot. And so I've mixed that into just regular training to see if I could actually do 100 push-ups. Um, I can if I break it up, but that's the first time I've ever really attempted that. Then sit-ups and, and squats and then going for, going for a run. I split up the running because I've, I've got a little tendonitis in my left foot, right foot. Um, the doctors can tell you. Um, so that's been fun. It's been it's actually been been working, but you got to split that stuff up. Plus sigh. Lots of oh, sigh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. So I wanted to recount that. Um, so one thing we've been talking about and kind of how we met was through a seminar or a camp um, through an 
organization. And organization, in general, is a very good thing. Um, being organized is better than not being organized. Because if you're not organized, well, you're not going to be able to do much of anything. But uh, if you have an organization, that means you have to organize not just papers. You have to organize people. And it goes into the lead of what we're going to talk about today. Is going to talk about organiz karate organizations in specific. Um, they're... they're foibles, their follies, their good parts, their bad parts, and just kind of what they are and get into the anatomy of it. So, Jeremy, what is a karate organization? Um, just kind of my experience has just been usually a, a set group of people that are really training together and basically have a have kind of a guideline or guidebook to kind of follow what they're doing and and whether it's a curriculum whether it's a way they go about doing things whether it's processes procedures whatever i mean it's just really kind of that simple um, that's what i've always seen it i've i've seen very structured organizations i've seen i I've seen groups that I don't know how they call themselves organizations. It's like, but they call them an organization. So it's, it's kind of wide open. So, yeah. Um, I think one thing it tends to be around is style. So when I really gotten into, we haven't on this podcast, we haven't really gotten into schools of, of karate and stuff but normally people will try to have some organization based around a style and i feel that kind of goes out from you know you have dojo and you have your and you might have people inside the dojo go and then they like may have to move away or get transferred for a job or something like that but they still want to keep doing what they do so they kind of invariably keep doing whatever they're doing in that dis at that distance. Maybe they open their own school or have their own small group, and then those two groups come together, and then you can kind of multiply that out uh, depending upon how big or how small something is. Um, so bigger group, you have bigger groups, right? Like Shotokan, um, I think to extent Gojiru has as uh, several large organizations around those styles, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. So, But you get, like, smaller stuff where people who train in very, 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 very small, tight-knit groups where they want to have some form of organization so they know who's who and who isn't who and what's legitimate and what's not legitimate. Yeah. And, and one of the things I've noticed is it's kind of broken off a little bit from organization into like camps now. And that's kind of some of the things that I've seen to where like, okay, this, this person who's been a part of this, organization or this style but yet they've added maybe a little bit of this a little bit of that and therefore they're trying to combine their own 
their own flavor. Maybe somebody's like, okay, I see how this is coming about. So that people are going to that camp or this camp. And it's like, I, I don't know. It, it's almost like individualized, you know, instead of centering around, it's almost like instead of centering around the, the old arts and stuff like that, it's centering around what somebody's come up with lately. That's something that I've noticed um, specifically more, more from your MMA kind of standpoint, but I'm also starting to see it from some classical um, side. And actually there's one that just opened up here in, here in my area that it, it's a combination of like, uh, Okinawan and Chinese and uh, keto and jujitsu, and you're just kind of like, okay, that's that's okay, and that's if that's what you're wanting to do, and people want it, cool. I mean, that's fine, but I don't know. I'm I just kind of I I was just looking it up since the, the person just moved in here, and I'm just like what are you trying to teach actually? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out exactly what direction you're going. Cause that's, that's a pretty broad range. Right. And then, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times whenever, whatever style pops up, right. That generally just comes from whatever that one head teacher has kind of put together from their, however many years of experience doing however many different kinds of different martial arts and whatnot right. there's nothing wrong with that um but it doesn't that that does beg a question of how are they putting together their school how are they putting together largely their organization um i think it goes into legitimacy but i don't really need to get into that because you know how legitimate is anyone when they start out doing anything yeah and i i think I think some of these organizations, they look at it, okay, is it going to be pure business or is it going to be actual training? What's going to be the actual specific focus? And right. I, I've seen both, and the ones that always get me are the ones, well, you know, you, you come to this camp and, uh, yeah, you, you you can get a black belt learn system for, for like three or four or five thousand dollars you're like really what's it what's that really gonna pay off i mean i, I mean nobody's mortgage that's what i'm telling you yeah it, i'm like somebody's mortgage for that matter uh, yeah I'm, I'm just like holy cow I'm, you know, I I look at some of these people that pay this kind of money for just a belt, and I'm like, just because you moved up in belt, did that actually increase your knowledge? Did it really? Or, or are you just kind of, oh, congratulations, I, I got another certificate. Go me. You know, but it's, you know, and it's interesting, you I see this in the IT arena as well, too. It's it's funny how these two parallel, because hmm. you know, with 
like different technologies. Everybody's like, oh, I got to get this certification and this, that, and the other thing. And I can, I can build my resume up and this, that, and the other thing. And a lot of times, you know, if you've been around IT for any length of time, yeah, congratulations. You read a book, you took a test, you got a piece of paper. Congratulations. Here, here's the system. Go work on it. I was like, I've never done that. Well, <laughs> what, what do you want? What do you want, a cookie? I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you go back, you go back to that. It's like, congratulations, you got a paper. It's, what are you going to do with it? And so. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I, there there is some sympathy that I have for that, though, because there are people, um, myself included in this, who kind of get lost, and they want, and I think what they're seeking is some is some form of validation, right? And whether I, I, or not they need to some, pay for that. Sometimes I I would agree there there are some sometimes yes I I would agree with that, but I think there's a there's a difference between seeking validation and how is it almost seeking knowledge through a piece of paper or through some type yeah. of, you know, and, and I look at, it, it was funny for some reason I use this example on something else. And I'm going to use this as an example now is if you ever seen the, the movie Goodwill hunting, Mm-hmm. You know, when when Robin Williams is sitting down with with Will, you know, or Matt Damon, he's sitting there and he basically says, you know, you've read almost every book on on planet Earth. You you can tell me every inch of what what the painting looks like in the Sistine Chapel, but have you ever experienced it and actually smelt it when you're inside? You, you know, and and it gets back to, it gets back to when his girlfriend talks about how do you know chemistry the way you do, and it's like in the in this realm, I just you know it's like Beethoven. It's it's like you know a lot of people see music as chopsticks. I see it. I just play. He was able to play yeah. in that arena, and and I think. I think some people get so compartmentalized and I think that's one of the problems. One of the problems I see with, as I like to call, I guess, organization hopping. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get this. And, and how many, how many times have you seen, well, I've got a, I've got a quadruple black belt in this, and then I've got a brown belt in this. Quadruple black belt? Man, it must be triple X-sized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gold plating and everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, okay. And then when they're working on a technique, they'll say, well, this comes from this, and this comes from that. When are you going to internalize it and actually make it your own? When are you going to experience the whole thing for yourself? And I think that's part of the good part about organizations is they show all this, but I think one of the things that may not be there, and I think people have problems internalizing from organizations is how do they apply it from what they're learning, if, the, if that makes sense. Yeah, like if you're going to 
jump into and in some people talk about organization hopping and style hopping and they are almost synonymous to a degree um there's some organizations where they they do kind of have a lot of different styles come in at the same time and so like you'll have a modernist person with an aikido person with a karate person with a kung fu person and they can kind of learn off of each other right and those are fine i think that yeah. that's like um it's what we call in Japanese. It's called gakushukai, where it's like you're just learning together. You're just sharing and learning. Right. Um, I think those are great. I think that the the like even if you have can have, have like a, a very general banner, right? Where it's just kind of like a martial arts organization where people can kind of come in and you can meet, you can train, you can have fun, um, and that's about that. Um, in old Okinawa, I think. There was a way of, uh, especially post-war, it was a way of codifying and getting everyone together, uh, especially and to make sure that cultural heritage wasn't lost. Mm. Um, and I think there was there they were trying to also. It, there's there's a it's a funny story about how karate got legitimized in Japan, but um, especially in the kind of era between the end of the war and the time Okinawa went back to Japan, they did try to create organizations internally inside of Okinawa to, to say, we are Okinawa and karate. We are not Japanese karate. Um, and it had a lot of people, including the people we've trained with, go in, but, do, but everyone was doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it benefited people for a while to do different things that split up and then kind of nowadays you know there's four major okinawan organizations um just within the center of okinawa itself um and even there's outliers there yeah so but i, I think to kind of go back to that point where it's just you know the, the people who wanted to just especially when you think about being a teacher and having students wanting to expose your students to different things and have them kind of grow as opposed to people who are, you know, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but to just have a one focus curriculum and one focus style where you have a lot of people come in to learn one thing. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it goes back to, um, one of the things that Mr. Riata used to say all the time, and it was, and it, it was really a simple concept. It was like same same. He he just uh, same same, same same, same same, and he'd say it all the time. You know, you know, some of us picked up on it. Some some people didn't. And and when you know today, looking back, it's like. It's interesting to watch sometimes how people will say, well, this comes from this, and this comes from this, and this comes from this, and oh, same thing. You know, it, it's it's all the same. And you, you look at it, you know, it gets back to, you know, what you do is how you do it. How you make it your own, how you own what you're doing is what you got to figure out. 
And I think, I think there's a discovery process in which, yeah, you're trying to figure out where everything fits in and that's how you kind of separate and try to organize it. But I think eventually it all kind of comes together with, with whatever knowledge. And that goes back to organizations. How, how, how do you, how do you do, I mean, you know, you got individual and you've got your overall organizations and stuff. Yeah. Some people may be better at this and some people may be better at that, or some people take on this or, or that, you know, which a weapon, a kata, some, some, some parts of technique or whatever. But in the end, the bottom line is, is your organization is got to be whole and complete. And sometimes, uh, I, what's that? Sorry. No, I mean, whole and complete. Yeah, and I mean, where where that's at, I you know, that, that depends on each organization. It, is, it, is it part of the curriculum? Is it having two billion people in your organization? Is it having 5,000 Facebook likes. I don't know what the, what the deal is with <laughs> what, 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 what your goals for your organization are, but it's, you know, it, it do you just, have a social media and do you, how many social media accounts do you have? Who me? Uh, oh, I, no. I, yeah, yeah, I have, I have a LinkedIn account. That's about it. I, I mean, I, I, I refuse to, I refuse to have Facebook. I just can't stand it. I think I tried it once and I still get messages about it saying, hey, guess what? You, you've gone 87 months with zero people visiting. Okay, great. Awesome. I'm winning. All right. So. <laughs> well, it, it is, I mean, that is a very, it is very interesting because now um, with social media and organizations, there's a there's a not so much for karate organizations, but with social media in general, um, it is easier to make yourself look more successful or look make things look better than they actually are, or look like you have more than you actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is a, this is weirdly affected like businesses and stuff like that. And I think martial arts organizations are just as much prey to that as as anything else, because if you you're, it is social media does hang on have that addictive quality to it, where if you 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 like you you're waiting for enough likes or whatnot, or you're waiting for the analytics to go up or whatnot, um, it becomes like too much. Of part of your life where you're not really focusing on the martial arts aspects um you know, it's, oh, but i think you're stuck onto something real good where it's like you're worried about how some, some organizations are worried about um growth without growth without depth as it were you know and i mean that, that brings up a really good point like when you have when you have an organization what was your focus? What is the focus of that organization? Is it training? Is it building a business? Is it building membership? Is it building this? And it, it's interesting. I I was reading reading a book the other day, and it was talking. I'm I shouldn't tie this in, but I'm going to. They were talking about 
the McDonald's organization. You know, and and you and you think about it, and and the guy basically said, "What is the key component to McDonald's?" And and in the book, he stated, "If you think." that their core business is burgers, you are distinctly wrong. They are a real estate company. And and I'm like, I'm trying to get my head around that. I was like, and then he goes in to think about it. He goes, think about this. There is a certain spot that they're going to target. There is a certain place where you're going to be able to go. And basically, they're going to set up and boom, 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 boom. And once once that was laid out, it's like, wow, yeah, that's pretty wild. I never never looked at it like that. I always looked at it as a um, place to get really really interesting food that never really agrees with me. So that's that's kind of so. That's a way. That's a way of putting it. It's a real interesting food. It never agrees with me. Yeah. So we'll we'll just leave it at that. So. Well, and I mean, and the. I guess it goes into it goes and we can maybe take it a step further and saying, you know, what is the focus of a martial arts organization, and what should be the focus of a martial arts organization? Because well, what it can be the focus of a lot of martial arts organizations is membership is business development is you know xyz of kind of gets you away from you know what should it be um and and then now now you now you twist this conversation up just a little bit and when does that organization shift from one core business to another If yeah, that makes sense. And when, so when, McDonald's when does... isn't McDonald's isn't about like you like your analogy. McDonald's McDonald's isn't about burgers; it's about real estate. Yeah, but um, you know, if you look at when the founder was there, you know, Ray Ray Kroc, basically his business was hamburgers. Boom, that was it. Just making the best hamburger you could. Once it took over into a corporation and basically franchising, it took on a life of itself. So, you know, just like martial arts organizations, when does it go away from training and learning to business and membership? Right. And so. And does it shift and does the quality change? Does it get worse? Does it get better? Is there some some other benefit out there? Don't know. I mean, so. Well, and I think it goes into where, where, where's, a, where's your quality control, right? We ran into this um, where, you know, we were trying, where for a long time we were attempting to just have, do quality martial arts um, and very slowly build people up to being quality martial artists. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of the time when you know someone new would come along or when there was a potential for, you know, massive growth, um, a lot of people's sales hats were put on instead of their martial artist hats. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's when it becomes stops being about the training and it starts being about the selling. And I'm I make this point very clear. I'm not about selling martial arts. Martial arts, you should not be about selling your martial arts. If you are good at it's like if you are good at teaching, your teaching will show where you don't need to worry about putting on a show. Yeah, if you want yourself, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, and people are worried. And people say that's not a good business model. Well, and like, and you, you know, there's a lot. There's some people who do make their own living out of martial arts, and that's good. That's good. Yeah. I've met people who've been on this podcast who don't do that. There's yeah. there's not a problem with that. Those yeah. same people also also very very accurately said we're not the popular kids. Like we're not gonna you know we we are very honestly being like this is what we do this is how we do it we're not gonna compromise on it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the, that's where you we run into trouble when you have people compromising on the quality of the martial arts or what their mission is in teaching. And you know, there isn't much else out there that that is very much about teacher knowledge, students dissemination. Go and controlling that and and making sure that that's actually good as opposed to bad um kind of maybe another topic for another time is people's memory of training and people's actual like the, what's actually happened what actually happened are kind of two different things so um sure ensuring that like people you know if there is an experience you're supposed you think your students are supposed to have um or that you had that made you a certain way you need to, the reflection is how do you get your students to get the, have that same similar or not same experience? Do you want them to have a different experience? But if you do motivation is simply membership, then you're not worried about their experience. You're worried about ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that definitely, that definitely says a lot about it. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, it, it, or, organizations will go their own way it, it is interesting it is interesting from what i've seen in different organizations whenever whenever the leader whenever the leader changes what their focus is on is usually when you have a dramatic shift in your organization yeah and and then really then really kind of you just ask yourself is is that person seeing a new insight or is that person changing who they really are um i i i take i i kind of take the example of of the lottery winner you know, you, okay. You, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you, you yeah, have, no, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good comparison. You, you, you got somebody who's got, I wouldn't say infinite amounts of money, but they have literally been, they have almost every and any need that they have taken care of in one shot, but do they stop there? Does it continue to consume them? Will they be able to stop 
stop at some point? What are they? What, what is changing them? Are, are they going to have the same friends? Are they going to have different? You know, and it just everything kind of changes around that. So, yeah, and and also, you know, how many times have you heard somebody win the lottery like go crazy and and lose it all and overnight or whatever? They built they they buy a huge house and they don't realize that how much the property taxes are, so they end up spending all that lottery money on it and can't in a year's time have to sell it. And... Yeah, I think I think the statistic is close to like seventy seventy five percent when that happens, and I, I think organizations are the same way. I've seen organizations come and go. Um, I've seen small organizations. I've seen large organizations. It just it just depends. And sometimes when you know your core people of your organization, you know, are on board at one point, and then all of a sudden, some life event changes it. And yeah, you know, and it and it, it'll shift or totally destroy it. I, and I like, or, oh, yeah, and, and I think is if you think of it in terms of like an organization is to a dojo is like is to a dojo like the just a miniature version of it. Um, yeah. So if a do, like for example, a school would have like X number of students, an organization has X number of schools within it. Um, how strongly does it does a, does that head of that organization? Um, want to be overreaching and how much do they not care as long as they have membership right i mean yeah what i mean where where's the cutoff where what is what is everybody's responsibilities around it all all that stuff matters you know so it's it just depends so. i think you could you could get away with having a decent sized organization not be based around necessarily style but just people coming together and training um but you could also have a decent organization based around style if you have not just one person at the helm but or if that one person at the helm understands that they are one person i i I think i think you've got to have a a core belief that everybody backs. Right. I, I, I think that's, that's one thing. I mean, if it's, <clears throat> if it's to get them the latest and greatest, you know, 10th, 12th, 14th done or whatever, which um, I've, I've done some research on, uh, a specific organization just in the last week where the guy who's over it's what like a 14th 15th 17th don and i'm just like i'm like what the heck really not supposed to go above 10 well i'm i'm just like i guess you can like there's nothing stopping you from doing that it just it sounds ridiculous well i mean you, you know i Whenever I saw that, the first thing that came to mind was, I don't know if you ever saw that movie Sidekicks with Chuck Norris and Joe Piscopo. Did you ever see that one? 
I was not a Chuck Norris guy. I've never. I've I've just seen Walker Texas Ranger, like so, briefly so, before Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Nineties so, deep cut. Sign so, Kicks was kind of a funny movie, but but Joe Piscopo was kind of the epitome of every dojo owner that you just wanted to go up and just slap the taste out of their mouth. And I mean, it, it, he's hilarious, but as soon as I saw whatever, it, it, I think it was like 17th Don or something like that, and I mean, first picture came to my mind was, was Joe Piscopo, you know, putting his hand in his belt, walking around, trying to get um I'm the greatest, you know, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. I, I, that, that's the picture I got just right off the bat. But I'm like, you know, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe this person has some grand, grand idea of martial arts that I've never seen before. So I'm just kind of, I'll just leave it at that. But that, that was the first thing I thought of whenever I heard that. Like, oh my goodness. So. But hey, that's that's their deal. I mean, that is their deal, and they putting rank on Front Street for some people. I think they 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 want to do it just to just to be able to say it, and I think people get attracted to it. Yeah. Um. And it's I think that's again a looking better than you actually are type deal, because that doesn't really demonstrate much it just you're writing words on a website or a piece of paper or whatnot and you're not really demonstrating your martial arts you're not really putting out any ideas it's just i'm a xyz thing of the thing of the thing look at me come learn my secret technique like it 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 i'm surprised that stuff still is still around to be honest yeah it, maybe it, it will always be with us like the poor charlatans and the and the and the seventeenth don, dons will always be with us. Maybe um, well, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, mate. You know, I I I thought about you know, mate. Maybe this person got seventeen you know first degree black belts and added them all up, and here here's seventeenth degree <laughs> black belt. <laughs> here's my system. You know, it's like holy cow. I'm like, well, I, that would, that could be impressive. <laughs> what that could be. It was just like every five years, he just he he just trains in a martial art, and that's what he does every day. And that's what and this is the martial arts he trains in. And then he gets his black belt, and he goes up to the teacher, thanks him for his time, and says, "I'm going to another dojo. Goodbye." And then walks out. And then the next Monday, he's at another dojo as a white belt, and he does it for another five years. And then he walks out and does the same thing, goes to the next dojo, and he's done that over the course of his life 17 times to the point where he has earned enough black belts to get to 17th done. I I don't know. I'm just. What I, whatever. I, I, I'm not harping on him, but I, I did think it was very odd. Let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around. It. I'm like, this, this is something unique. So that's about all I'm gonna say about it. But okay. But um, kind of. Oh, uh, go going back to organizations. Um, what do you think of the? benefits of having something like an organization what do you think there's a kind of a because we've 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 both experienced the benefits of 
being a part of an organization to a degree. Um, this is not here to, we're not here to just kind of poo-poo them or say they're all for business purposes. Oh, no, 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 I, I don't, I, I don't think that. I, I think, I think it gets back to what was the core of the organization. But I think the real benefit is really, I think it really is the people. The, the people, you, because a lot of those people you, you'll get to know and the, you will start training with them and you'll build not only friendships with them, but also you'll have some type of partner to bounce things off of and actually trust and not. It, it, it's kind of like you know, my kids are going into third and first grade, you know, and so. Sam's starting to get a little conscious about getting up in front and talking to people. You look at that and it's like, hey, I've got an idea about this. And if everybody laughs at you, do you really want to do you want to try it? Or do you have somebody there's like, OK, I, I don't I don't think it'll work. but Let's try it. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's let's make something happen and things like that. Um, and, and I think sometimes that that has I, I remember those kind of moments probably more so than than anything from from just the organizations. Um, right. Being able to really get in and analyze things. And I, I remember a lot with a handful of guys from from uh, Mike Miner's uh, school when I was there. I mean, wow, I I mean, we we'd always try stuff like thinking where's home always try to do, you know. And, you know, sometimes you end up laid out on the floor, and sometimes, you know, I was like, "Wow, that was really cool. How that work? Let's do, let's do this, and let's try this." And I mean, I, I mean, we we would like one of the things we would like on one of the days we'd be in there, we we'd uh, just be in street clothes, and one of the things was is try to come up with unconventional ways to get out of different different uh, um, techniques and stuff how would you get out of this how would you how would you prevent this and you know kind of almost reverse engineer things and stuff and I mean we're going back to technique but it, it was part of the organization where you you did have that that freedom to work with people in that way and right. And and you look at you look at not to put it on that stage, but you look at people like you know Thomas Edison. Did he have people to actually help him develop electricity? You know, instead of calling, oh, that's just silly, that's just nonsense. You know, and and really just kind of have that 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 arena to do those things. But I think a lot of organizations somehow you do have that inside of them. Now, right. if, if you get if you get too out of line and not follow, follow the line, sometimes that's not good either because then then people don't necessarily like it. But if you're really trying to figure stuff out, I think that's where an organization's really really comes in handy because I think a lot of people try to work together for everybody's betterment. So that's at their best. I think, yeah. I, and I would, and I would. Agree. 
agree with that. Like that when they're at their worst is when they're trying to make everyone like put everyone under under the thumb. Yeah. Um, and that's when they're at their worst. And it's kind of to be a not a warning, but a a kind of feeling the temperature, you know, of an organization. You know, if it's good, like the the if it's you'll know an organization if it's good if you can do that and 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 have that and have a decent and have a decent group around, um, trying to figure stuff out and try and just being a good martial artist and they're trying to help you and you're they're supporting you, right? Um, but when it's you have to do what I say. You have to you have to listen to everything I, I you have to pay us all this money. You have to X Y Z all the time, and there's no support, no help, um, no friendship, no communication. Right? Yeah. Um, that's when it's time to go. That's when it's time to walk out the door. Well, uh, not all the time. Not all the time. There's other exceptions, of course. Um, I I I would say. I, I would just change that to where that is definitely time to deeply assess where you're at and what you want. Now, right. I, I mean, walking out may be the option. Sticking around, you know, and give yourself, okay, maybe three more months, maybe six more months, maybe have this conversation with somebody here. And, right. and I've, I've had those conversations basically kind of you know, in your face kind of conversations like, look, this isn't right, period. You want to continue this, I'm done. You know, and and I, I've I've had those and and it wasn't it wasn't like an ultimatum like, well, I'm I'm someone special. No, it's like, look, <laughs> there's a certain level of tolerance I'll put up with in this area and in this arena. And if you don't want this is what you're looking for, then it's time for me to go. And and I never look at it as an right. I, I never try to phrase it as an ultimatum, even though sometimes it does come across that way, but it, it's it, it's like I I this this is where my integrity of me is. I, I'm not going to cross that line or cross that line right. anymore. Right. And that's I think that's good. And I think that's because you need to hold yourself to, you know, ultimately when you enter an organization, you're doing it for the benefit. If you are, if you are just training, just you, and you are doing it for, you know, to benefit yourself, but to also, you know, become a part of something bigger. Yeah. If you have students, maybe it's for you, but it is also definitely for them. And you're trying to, you know, get them into, to go into this organization, you know, I'm, you know, take it or leave it for what it is. But when you say I am this person's teacher, or they, this person is my student, or I am a part of this organization, or even more so, you are the head of an organization. You say, oh, these X Y Z people are a part of our organization. You are taking responsibility for those people to a degree, not one hundred percent. Um, because obviously, you know, we don't live in a fiefdom society. We live in a, you know, we live in a generally free world. At least most places where we where we operate out of. Um, we don't. People start treating others like a fiefdom. That's one thing. But you take responsibility for those people in terms of, you know, they're there to learn martial arts. They're you're there to help improve their lives. You're there to help make. 
to give them some sort of benefit. Um, even if it's just, I remember going to stuff where, yeah, I didn't really learn a lot, but it was great to see people. Well, I mean, I think that's, I think there's something to be said about that. Um, well, I mean, where it, you can, it, it, it depends, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's always, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that you really build, um, a lot of relationships. I mean, you, you, you know, and it's funny, you, you pound on people over time and guess what? They're, they're kind of like your family. They're like your brothers and sisters and, you know, and, and they are, and you, you are glad to see them most of the time. And, and, and there are some people in some of the previous organizations I've been a part of. Do I miss them? Absolutely. You know, I, I think about them every once in a while. I wonder how they're doing, but you know, so, sometimes um, they've taken that organization mentality to where it's like, oh, well, if you're either with us or against us. And I'm like, I, I'm not. It's neither. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, I, I'm, life is too short to have that attitude with me. I mean, somebody else, you know, more power to you, I guess, but. Me, I, I don't have time to deal with that. So, oh, what you're ultimately doing there is closing off doors. You're ultimately closing more doors than you're opening. Right. Um, and it, you want to close a bunch of doors to people because I have fidelity to this, you know, this organization and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, this, if you have an organization of like 300 people, right? Yeah. Um, there's about, Seven billion other people who aren't a part of that. Yeah. So is you know we're going to shut off the rest of the world. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, and get, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got my opinions about that, and probably need to just leave them with me. But and and it's nothing against them, but I I think sometimes people get into almost a gang mentality. It's like, this is our gang. Oh. This is our gang. I, I mean, I mean, d does that make sense? I mean, have you, have you ever um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it, I mean, you're, you're, it does sometimes feel like you're part of the mafia. Like, a, a <laughs> to a degree. Um, yeah. I mean, and, you know, and I'm, you know, to me. It's not always that way. No, it's, it's and it's not always from every person either. It's sometimes it's just a handful of people, and I, I've I've had had that come across to me, and I'm just like, well, you know, I I don't know, I I, I you know, I almost say, oh, I feel sorry for you. Go take a crap and get over it. You know, I I don't know. It's I. I I don't know what to tell people that it's I, I think being a part of an organization is a great thing but I think for me I have to know where my personal integrity is and if something's going on I don't like and that goes against my integrity of where I stand not just with myself but with my family and things like that if it, if it's a, if it hits a line that crosses that i've got to it, it it i've got to seriously assess the situation and sometimes you got to say goodbye and sometimes it's not so nice 
No, so, and 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 it's and it's not. And if you think about the financial aspect of it, if more if you're being ringed up for more and more and more money, um, from every which way, then maybe it's time. Like especially if you've got a family and stuff like that. It's like I was talking with somebody who was who's trained for a long time, and we were talking about um, I forget who we were talking about, but it, he. Had, He'd been training for a while, and then he was looking at like this one teacher, and that he was teaching like five different seminars a year, and he, you know, he had this camp and that camp, and then he's like, I put the dots together about how much money I'd be spending each time I would go out there, and he's like, No, 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 I see what's going on here, and it's funneling more and more to one guy than it was actually <laughs> actually doing yeah. any martial arts training. So yeah. and sometimes it, it, it people can justify that and sometimes they can but yeah yeah I mean it just depends on yeah it just depends on the justification and what they come up with like um, one of my one of my favorite ones that I've heard of was um, like an organization saying well you know you you have to you have to test every month and even if you don't pass, you still have to pay this much for a belt and, and your, your belts are going to go up increasingly. You know, your first belt test is going to be $15. The next one's going to be 25. Next one's going to be 50, you know, and then your black belt is going to be 500 to a thousand. And, and then, you know, each level black belt is like, well, you know, this one's a thousand, this one's 2000. And, um, if you want your fourth or fifth done, that's going to be eight to ten thousand dollars, and you know, oh, you're just, God. I, I mean, you're just like, holy catfish! I, I and, and it's kind of like some of the students that I teach, like as my adjuncts, you know, at the university, I, I teach a adjunct course in IT. and they'll come up to me and ask me, you know, what what book do I need? Well. This is the required text. Now you can go to the bookstore, get hammered on your price, and then feel bad and mistreated after you walk out of there. Or you can go go to uh, discount sites like you know Amazon or wherever else. And that's still around. Well, well, there, there's a couple others that I, I won't. <laughs> I, I mentioned face to face in my class, but I try not to mention them anywhere else because right, I, right, 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 right. I don't come back for you. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how legal they are, but you know that's okay. And all I'm like is, look, I just want you to have the information. How you get it? I don't care. So, and and that's that's right. kind of how I look at it from you know martial arts perspective too. It's like. Do I really need to be paying ten thousand dollars for for a level of black belt or something? It's like, is is that going to help me out any? I mean, seriously. Other than unless I've got a dojo and I've got a I've got a competing person, you know, across the street. Like, you know, I've got this. I've got that. I've got this. I got that. Who cares? You know, I. I Sorry, maybe I'm just getting too old. I just don't have time for like crap anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody's got time for that. But 
Well, cool. Well, I think we we, we cracked it. We cracked that nut and spat and, and scattered it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> With a hint for where we're going next week or next time. Um, anything you want to kind of close on? Um, no, I, I, I think, I think what I close on is, you know, organizations, there's, there's always good and bad and it is what you make of it. Um, but know where your personal integrity is at and just kind of weigh what, whatever's there. Is it necessary or is it not? I think that that kind of helps people. I think that'll help, or at least I wish I would have known that before I got into different organizations, good or bad or ugly. So, so. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you're going to approach an organization or you feel like you need to be a part of something, just remember you've got to, you've got to maintain who you are despite what you might want to get out of that so keep those things in mind and hopefully whoever listening will make the right choice um so what's you working on this week i'm going right back to sci and that's that's the main thing i'm working on right now so i've got i'm working on that uh doing more one punch man stuff and just trying to build up my physical my myself physically a little more again it's kind of I lost that for about half a year uh guys remember a couple a couple months ago I was running every day then my tendonitis kicked up and (laughs) so um but actually I managed to figure out how to prevent all that so just got to keep working through that um and maybe I think in a couple of weeks there's something going on in Okinawa that I might be going down for, but we'll see what happens if the typhoons don't allow boat travel. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, pro- probably the only other thing I've got going on is uh, keep practicing swimming. Maybe try to come close to getting close to beating little Sam, but I, I doubt I'm going to be able to do that. So, but. Oh, I'm going to keep trying. I'm, I'm going to give it up. So, there you go. So. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Um, signing out. John? Have a good evening and take <laughs> care. Keep training. <laughs>